All right, and hello and welcome to episode eight or nine of The Great Mundane. We'll figure that out later. Um, it's a very special episode. It's our first interview, and we've got our first very special guest. And, well, let's just get right into it with our opening theme of the week. Well, that was that was not bad. Uh, Lindsay wanted me to uh, choose one to cut it off. I think I almost got it before they said Barney. Um, anyway, so our guest today, if you haven't realized it yet, is Lindsay. Um, Hello. Yeah. So Lindsay is my girlfriend and my landlord. Um, <laughs> they don't let me put my name on the lease. Uh but she graciously uh, agreed to be uh, a guest in our first ever interview episode. So uh, I'm just going to get right into it with some hard-hitting questions. So, Lindsay, uh, tell them what we're going to be talking about today. Um, well, I decided the most interesting thing about me right now is that uh, I work in film. So, you know, ask away. Cool. And I will preface this by saying that to keep this podcast semi-anonymous, uh, try not to give any details about what exactly you do for a living. Okay, I will <laughs> do my best. All right. For all of those hypothetical viewers who don't know us in real life, this is a real good safeguard. Um, anyway, it would be quite a high percentage if there were any viewers like that. It would be like at least 10% of our viewer base. That didn't know me? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, if they, if they, if there was one person who didn't know you, it would be 10% of our viewer base. I see. More it's like our 20. viewer base, it's by the way, now. It's a group project. All right. So, um, I guess my first question is, what, what made you want to go into film? Um, well, I was a theater geek in uh, high school, which is where we met, and uh, I... I love performing and, and doing all that. Um, and then when I was in grade 12, I uh, pulled out a, bought a camera and just thought, you know, it's, it's a good thing to record all our theater on. And I started doing other videos and realized I love doing that and um, thought I'd just go for it. So I went to film school and got into film. Cool. So how do you get into film school? Um, honestly, it's really easy, <laughs> I would say. Um, unless you need the most prestigious school out there, but there's lots of great college programs that um, require much less than, you know, science or those kind of places. Like, really, you just need a high English mark, um, decent other marks, and uh, the, the, the great thing about film school is because not all high schools offer it, you don't actually need any experience in film or, you know, anything related to it, really. So, really just some good marks, and they, they pick their best candidates, and uh, hardworking and that's it yeah I know what you mean um, I don't know if this is still the case but when I was applying uh, computer science I don't think was at every high school so they couldn't really put that as a full-on requirement I mean I think it helps if you you know I didn't actually do any like com tech we called it at our school but uh, I'm sure it helped on your kind of resume or on your transcript but uh, it wasn't a requirement yeah. it was a resume I applied to university with a resume some do don't they no? Okay, well. Uh, anyway, so 
What, what, so I remember you had a film that you made to submit when you applied to your universities. What, what was? Tell us about that film. Okay, um, that was actually. Uh, can I say school names or is no. that? Okay, so that was for one of them. That was a little more prestigious. It was a university, and they required a short film. Oh, if you didn't get um, in, you can say it. I, I or did if get you in. didn't go to that school, you can say it. What? Why? Why is that allowed? Um, you have very arbitrary rules on this interview anyway, podcast. Keep going. Um, so it, they required a short film, and they also required some pictures. So the the pictures were really fun because you had to do three pictures, and they were really unlimited. And um, uh, one of my, my at the time I was living with my grandparents, and their next door neighbor had just had a baby not long ago. So I, I took some pictures of her and the baby, and I I did the you know pretty lame like live laugh love, and they were just really cute pictures. Uh, for the video though, um, I had this really I guess now looking at it a little bit morbid idea and. Um, I used the only available actor around, which was my grandfather, um, and I really just wanted to film very mundane things, which fits well with uh, the topic. I think that's great. Um, so I filmed my grandfather doing very mundane things like getting up and, and reading a book and just his everyday life. With, I think their dog was in it as well. And But then I just, uh, I always had like a clock and time passage and cutting back and forth between that. And then at the end, it cuts out to, um, am I, <laughs> okay, I'm going to spoil it. And then at the end, it cuts out to, uh, you know, a shot of their house and you just hear like a gunshot. And um, yes, it was morbid oh, I, looking I back. forgot that. I thought he just died. Was was that a murder or a suicide? Or? I think I was implying it was suicide. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was a really cool film, but I wasn't really thinking of him as my grandfather as much as I was just thinking of him as like the actor in this film that I'd sort of put Which together. Which is funny because you just had your grandfather in his house do things he does every day. Right, but <laughs> I was in film mode, and the first people I showed it to were my family and my cousins. All like freaked out at me because mm. I'd killed our grandfather in film. So that was fun. But you know what? I got in. Didn't go, but I got in. Yeah. So Didn't you also make a film like my grandfather got run over by Santa? No, no. That was my grandmother. Oh, I see. And not even the ones that are married. This is this is my grandmother um, on the farm. <laughs> oh, that makes more sense. My I grandma was, on the farm. I was thinking of your other grandma. That no, and um, I made a video for Christmas for her of grandma got run over by a reindeer. Yeah. And we did a full video where I played most of the parts. Um, I played the reindeer in a car and I played my grandmother walking out into the street and getting run over and um and then I had you know all my family and cousins dancing and my father played the police officer chasing me as the reindeer around our house scooby-doo style so it was it was a great video I have some great did you ever consider submitting that as your application funny enough I didn't uh firstly because it was too long mm -hmm. it could only be like a minute and a half and that was a full version of the song so like three and a half minutes yeah. <laughs> of running around and, and in the middle of the day, I shot that. So I just went out into the middle of the street um, in a costume of my grandmother, which included a wig and uh, a house coat, and, um, and then laid down in the middle of the street for the aftermath shot. So that was fun. That was good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, so you got in. What, what would you, how would you describe your experience of film school in a sentence? Um group work all right so you moved into the workforce <laughs> <laughs> group work so lots of collaboration it's all collaboration there the the things that we did on our own were very few and far between especially in college when it was all about just putting together short films or you know making things 
Um, so for those that like group work, it, it was great. Like me, I don't, I don't mind, um, you know, because everyone under knows with group work, some people do more, some people do less. I was down to do more of the work because in my mind, I learned more. You know, there's other people who skated by and at the time they thought, oh, this is great. I'm just skating by. But I mean, I know for a fact, pretty much all of them are not working in the, you know. The Most industry. of them are dead now. No, no, no. Anyway, so I would say the biggest thing is group work, long hours. Um, you looked at my class schedule and it honestly looked like I barely went to class, but it's because it wasn't about classwork. It was really just about, you know, you're filming whenever you need to film, you're scheduling it. And um, for those people in my class that I remember some of them kind of being like, this is not fair. This is not how I work. This is honestly, that's the film industry itself. It takes over a lot of your life and you, uh, you know, you have crazy hours and all this and that. So um, I honestly would recommend if you can't get through film school like that, then it's probably not the best industry now, for now you. Now, what do you mean by crazy hours? Because in my job, I, I, I sometimes get home as late as 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Um, so I, I think I know a thing or two about crazy hours. What, what, what is a f typical day on a film set? So, uh, Grandma and Bapa, if you're listening, uh, just, just turn it off right now, just in case. Um, now, that's a stretch. <laughs> Film school, or film, you mean on set, sorry. On set uh, can be any amount of hours, honestly. A hundred? Um, over a day, probably not. But um, I have heard of someone doing a 36-hour day. Wow. Uh, that, was on a, that was on a commercial shoot. Um, because and were they driving across the like time zones as they did this? Or? No. Oh, I see. Um, it was a commercial shoot. Um and they said they, they just had the one day to shoot it and commercials have so much money and um, they want everything to be perfect. So they shot and kept shooting into overtime and triple and quadruple. And I don't even know how high they probably went with that, but um, 36 hours. So um, I would say an average day that you're actually shooting. So from what we call crew call, which is when everyone's there, like that's when you start blocking and mm -hmm. getting ready um, until wrap is usually a 12 to 13 hour day um, on a big TV show. And I mean, it's, that's the thing it's it's i'm talking from my own experience um in europe a lot of times it's like 10 hour days maybe less um there are also shows that you know if you work with kids or you work you know outside specifically daylight you might have shorter days that sort of thing yeah um but for you know the shows i've worked on it's usually 12 to 13 hours from you know that's crew called till wrap and then obviously if you're in early and you're in later your day gets longer and longer um Sometimes um, we're on location. That can be anywhere from you know fifteen hours on average to I think I think the highest I've probably done was an eighteen and maybe eighteen and a half hour day. Um, wow. And time wise, that can be anything. I mean, I would say usually um, usually um, your crew call isn't. It's not normally going to be past you know six o'clock at night only because if it's later than that I don't know why you the only reason you'd start at six is because you're shooting at night and then if it's later than that you're just cutting down on your time to um, be shooting at night um, but it can be as early as like I've heard of people get it you know have, like you can have a call at 2 a.m. Um, uh, I would say yeah I mean I've been home regularly doing uh, overnight shoots and get home and it's light or um, you know, you, you wake up for work the next day and I'm saying hi and going to bed. So yeah, you can, you can definitely have crazy hours. 
Um, it gets a little tough to uh, remember what day of the week it is or um, even like paperwork I find it's, uh, it can be tough because you're like hold on I gotta go by when we started not when we finished and yeah see I've heard that before for people in solitary confinement mm-hmm. that the days sometimes mm-hmm. blur together well but unlike nice solitary confinement I job. work with a lot of people who are also doing the same thing as me and the people oh, so are really it's like a regular jail the people are what get you through the job because they are awesome and I love everyone I work with and uh, they're such great people not so. as much as me though let the record show that off mic Lindsay made sure to reassure me she went don't worry about it <laughs> silently of course yeah, yeah yeah no i i i i would say that there are lots of pros to the job but there are obviously like some glaring cons and um i mean just like prison <laughs> i think that has more cons than pros well, I'm, I'm talking about, like, convicts. Oh, I see, yes. That, that... Glaring at you. Right. <laughs> we don't have that unless, I don't know if you have... Actually, you know what? We have, um, we've been doing some stuff in, like, a police station set, so I actually have had convicts as oh. background. So I have had some of them glaring at me because they're still stuck in handcuffs and we're still working on the shot and they want to go take them off. And I'm like, nope, sorry. <laughs> so, have had that. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. So what, what, what's something that people who don't work on a film set wouldn't know or wouldn't guess? I mean, the, the, the one that everyone kind of says is it's not as glamorous as it seems. And I feel like people hear that all the time. And, um, but then, you know, you, you, you hear someone say it and then you watch behind the scenes and it still looks really cool and glamorous. And um, uh, that's because we're the ones filming the behind the scenes. So we still make it look really cool. And also, there's things that I say that, like, things we do all, all the time, that when I say them out loud, like, to you or to friends, like, they sound crazy cool. But, you know, when you do it every day, it's a job, just like anything else. So, um, you know, if you are ever on a film set, um, uh, it just, like, the actors are people, too. Um, I haven't worked with a anyone crazy famous that I can think of off the top of my head but um but it's sort of one of those you know some have egos some don't it's the same with crew some have egos some don't um everyone's there to do a job you know um in some capacity I think I think people would be surprised to know how many people work on a film set and at how much equipment like um even on a small one you know we'll if we're shooting two people in one room you know, we'll fill a front yard or a backyard with equipment. We have uh, so much, and it's all standing by. And every department has a big, huge truck. Um, yeah, it, it just—I think that's what would surprise people. Like, on a on a on our regular uh, day, just in studio, no real extra people. I would say we probably have. Uh, I mean, we have definitely over a hundred people on our crew that are full time. And that's not even really including, like, the office and, you know, all the people that work offset, like, uh, editors and uh, sound people, like, you know, sound editors, any anyone not on the set that day. So over 100 people, and you can imagine, you know, the logistics of it. I mean, that's sort of, I guess I'm not really talking about what I do, but I, I work in... You can say what you do. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, like, as an AD, an assistant director, we do a lot of the logistics, so, um, you know, you have to... Be aware of how many people you need and I mean 
you'd be surprised by how much you see on screen. You know, you think, oh, look at all the people in the background. That looks so good. Yeah, they, we set that up. That's all background. You know, like for a really simple club scene, we can have a couple hundred background that are, you know, and it, they're, you know, everyone's there to do their job, but it's like not everyone is, you know, full time. Some people just do it part time and this and that. So it's a really interesting business because I feel like. Um, everyone knows their department and their uh, job, but not everyone understands everyone else's job. Um, so it's it's uh, it's really cool that way. I, I love the way that the film business kind of runs. is is pretty cool. So yeah. Yeah, I think the film business is pretty cool too. Okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to put my two cents in there. Um, all right, I got another question for mm-hmm. you. Who is the most important person on a film set? Besides me? <laughs> um, the most important person on film set? That's an interesting question. Um, on a feature film, I would say hands down is the director. All right. What about hands up? Still the director. Okay. On a TV show... The most important person, as in the person that makes all the decisions that, you know, everyone else doesn't make, is the executive producer or the showrunner. Um, they, and, and the funny thing is, on a TV show, they're actually not even on set all the time, but they are still, when they are on set, they are the most important person, I would say. Um, and really, it's be, the reason for that, and I think I can more or less definitively say that, is because the film industry works in hierarchies and uh, the point is you're always putting questions up the ladder to make sure that it's correct um, and my job is all about communication so it's it's about you know what does that how can I get that one person that director or that executive producers you know um, answer out to a hundred people yeah now would you say it's a hierarchy or a patriarchy oh okay um, I, I mean it's a hierarchy is what I was referring to. Um, if we want to talk about wil- women in film, I can transition into that <laughs> flawlessly. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, I can comment on it really quick. I, I would say that um, from my perspective, um, people want um, people who know the job, people who are experienced. And, d- you know, you go to film school and you think you know everything and you get on a set and you have to just relearn everything. You, you know nothing. You really... D- just know nothing and um, a lot of the people in the film industry are a lot older than I expected Um, and the reason for that is because um, if you have the experience and you can still do the job why would they bring in someone new I was really lucky that I had someone who kind of took me under their wing and was willing to train me but most people had to just make mistakes and learn on the job Um, and there there is a lot of seniority and so because of that um, I feel like there is a lot of patriarchy patriarchy just because it you know literally the film industry has terms and things we do that are from 50 60 years ago like the best boy sure yeah but again yeah and um and and all of those come from a time when you know women didn't really work and things like that and so it makes sense that all those people that are really experienced are men um and I will say you know, it takes a long time, but I, I see a lot of really good steps. And I, I mean, I work with a lot of women who are in charge and power, and it's great. It's wonderful. Um, whether or not it's easy for them to get into those positions, probably not, especially some of the, the older ones I've talked to. Like, 
you know, they had to fight for those positions and those jobs and they, they sometimes had to, you know, honestly, they'll say I had to act like a man and, you know, um, I think it's changing slowly, but it's, it's a very slow industry to change anything, you know, anything at all. Um, they had, they, they've been recently been trying to get people to, you know, read scripts and things like that electronically and that's only slightly gone okay. Like, there's people who literally will not, uh, they demand paper scripts and, which is fair because that's how they're used to things and, yeah. so it's just a slow industry. So I feel like that change is happening, at least from my perspective. I, I don't do as many films, I do more TV, but um yeah and i mean in canada i feel like we try to be as inclusive as possible and there's you know there's a certain amount of you know on on a show there's a certain amount of women directors and people in power that they bring in um but uh yeah i mean there's you know with all the stuff right now coming out about Ooh, we can't say what time it is so. oh okay well um there is some stuff in the news she's referring to harvey weinstein okay so there is some stuff in the news about him right now, and I, I will comment that I'm not surprised. Um, there's a certain level of, um, you know, you're, you're on a set for 17 hours. There's a certain level of intimacy everyone gets just as a tight-knit family, and, you know, stuff that wouldn't fly in just an office building, like jokes and things like that, are sometimes totally fine. However, obviously, that means, you know, some people jump over the line, um, some people step over the line. Some people like him fly across the line and just totally inappropriate. And it's tough because, you know, you have to, uh, the boundaries are difficult. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. Okay. Well, en enough about the good old days. Okay. Um, one, I got one more question for you. Okay. What is your, what, what shows do you like to watch that are currently on the air? Oh, geez. Um, I... <laughs> I mean, I like watching, uh, oh gosh, I have so many that I like watching, I can't even think right now. Top two. Top two? Top two. Why top two? Top one. Top one? All right, top three. That are currently on the air. Currently on the air. I mean, my summer show is Big Brother, and I'm admitting that full out. Uh, I love Big Brother. It's like a social experiment reality show, and I'm into that. Um, as for... I can't even think what's on the air right now because I feel like I watch everything so far back. Like I never it, watched. It could anything. be a show that's just not canceled. Um, we just watched American Vandals. That was really great. Um, this was, of course, the sequel to American Vandal. Oh, was it American Vandal? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that was really great. American Vandals season two, American Vandals. Really <laughs> and good. um, what else is on the air right now? What else is on the air? Give me some. Yeah, we watched an episode of Confession Tapes. No, that would oh, not be about my that? What about that anime about a boy who turns into, like, a detective? No, wait, it was a detective who turns into a boy? We turned that off, like, two minutes in. And that's saying something, considering the theme song was, like, three minutes long. <laughs> so, no, that would not be my top two. Woods. Um, I don't know, I'm really How I Met into... Your Mother you were watching. Yeah, that's not on the air, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I love Friends and How I Met Your Mother and those kind of sitcom shows, as well as... Um, you know, longer, longer shows. Um, like Lost. Lost is okay. I We are going through it slowly but surely. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, kind of young adult stuff. Like, I love Vampire Diaries and Shadowhunters and some of those. <laughs> yeah. No, those are all good. Yeah. Um, well, that's what this show's named after. What is? Shadowhunters. Oh, yes. Because I'm a great mundane. Oh, right. Did you already tell them? 
Yeah, that's that, that's episode five. Grab bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't Lindsay, remember if you, you told them. Watch it, this show? I didn't remember if you told them what show I worked on. So I was like, oh. By the way, that was an intentional. Did you watch this show? <laughs> I do watch this show. It's a wonderful show, and everyone should applaud themselves for watching it. Yeah, and if you just listen instead of just looking at the image that I upload and <laughs> staring at that for twenty minutes, then you're not a real fan. No, you just stare at stare at that image and. All right, so I'm gonna let Lindsay uh, do the final segment. Um, oh, okay. It's a call. It's a returning returning segment. I don't think I've heard any good compliments about it. Uh, I liked this one. Are we doing what's in the room? Yeah, it's what's in the room. All right, oh. Lindsay, tell me a story about something I in really this room. I really wish you told room. me. Um, what about the AC unit? Is <laughs> you that tell more? me. What? <laughs> Tell me what about it. Oh, what about, what about, I'm going to, you know what, okay, um, I am going to pick little Leo, who is a little stuffed lion that we have right behind us, and he's watching us. He's really jealous because he wanted to be interviewed. And um, little Leo is, um, the reason we got little Leo was because uh, Steve, Steve's family, the lions, had a giant stuffed lion, and he is awesome, and his name is Leo. And um, I loved seeing Leo every time I would go over to their house. And when Steve went away to college, I thought it'd be really nice to take a piece of home uh, with him. So for a present, I bought him little Leo, who uh, is adorable. And now he lives with us. And um, yeah, and he's got a little bell on his hand so we can always find him just in case he wanders off. And is that, a, it, is that Yeah, good? that was good. <laughs> it's a little bell from like one of those Lindor like, uh, yes, yes. Easter bunnies. They have a little bell around them. Actually, it's probably the Christmas ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, all right, that about wraps up episode, uh, let's say, eight and a half. Um, <laughs> hedge your bets of uh, the great mundane. Uh, we're keeping up to a good schedule. Uh, yeah, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, hopefully you'll do more of these interviews. I think that went pretty well. <laughs> um, yeah, if anybody's wondering, the opening theme was the Barney theme. So I'll <laughs> <My> just <choice. laughs> fade us out on that. 